0: This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 15
1: Madden 40k. Come on down! School is in full swing. The kids are out of the house, so what do we do? We read the lore, man. We build nids, deck, Sugar. Wing Command Struggles, dude. Play Conquest, baby. Your hosts are Tobin the Hammer Lopez, Carl, Lord of War Anderton, and I'm the old caffeinated one, John King. We'll talk about all this and more, so come on down! It's the Traxxas Sector Warcast. <laughs> not, bad, not bad at all. all right. <laughs> that's a pretty good All pretty right.
0: Sure. <laughs> 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 so that's, episode, that's the intro to episode 15, <laughs> folks. Welcome. We've... We're kind of in a happy, dull place, because The Great Devourer, as many of you know, if you're listening to this podcast, has not quite, at least as we sit here, and we haven't checked the internet this morning, but it hasn't gone to shipping yet, so it hasn't reached. Now, John and I have our copies, so we've been playing, but we want everybody else to experience the craziness that is the great devourer so uh, I'm I'm really I it's almost I'm almost more anxious about this being released than a, than a card a set of cards that I don't have <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get everyone to catch up historically mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah I want people to catch up well, I want people to do this I mean th-
2: this is not a complaint but we're in the situation aren't we four spoiled packs into the cycle after
0: this yeah there's yeah, four, you know, there's is, four, four one, packs you know? have been announced what lurks below um, with the uh, Sigma Six twenty one thirteen. Yeah, oh, 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 13 right, you go. Omega, six twenty one thirteen right?
2: Omega, Omega, Omega experiment, um, up, subject to Omega, that's it. Yeah,
0: you know. yeah. So, you know, we, we know what's coming. We just want it to get here. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. So, yep. Uh, John, have you played with any lately? Have you?
1: No. No. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was about to say, well, this is going to sound really weird to everybody. I've been playing with my NIDs. Against myself,
0: against yourself. So Is that right? does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't go around admitting it, but it yeah. makes sense. So. so you've been tickling your neds lately. I am. Uh, I'm lonely.
0: <laughs> wow. All right then.
1: Um, yeah, no. So basically, uh, I, I I do this all the time in Netrunner. So I've been wanting to do this more. Yeah, I've been listening to a couple of things, and they were talking about upping your game level. I was like, okay, yeah. You know, one of the things that you definitely want to do is get the practice and get the 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 games in, right? Right. Well, I haven't been doing that with Octagon. My schedule's kind of crazy with working overnights now, and, and so I haven't gotten into the Octagon really for anything. So I, I've built some very standard, uh, i built a Kato deck, built a Kith deck, uh, built a Zarathur deck. Right, that, uh, off of uh, other people's uh, lists that they've done really well in tournaments. And then I've been kind of doing tests with other decks I've built, if that makes sense. Right. So uh, I, I'm, I'm playing virtual games in the real world without an opponent.
0: <laughs> I'm analog, baby. I told
1: you, man. I'm old. <laughs> well, I've, I've
0: been doing some... Uh And how does that work? Like, how how does that? Is is this the
2: rotating chessboard thing where you you literally play both sides? Yeah, I play both sides. You play, you make a move, then turn turn it around and go. Okay, here's my setup. Okay, I'll I do that.
1: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I I, I've also I've often done that because that way then I like setting up the scenario where I know exactly what is in my hand to opponent to counter the common plays, if that makes sense. Like, okay, well. I'm going to have to play this, and then I'm going to counter it this way. So then I, how do I counter the counter? Yeah, right. this, is,
2: this is scenario testing. This is yeah, you, you, exactly. literally setting up, here is here is a problem I'm probably going to encounter. How does this deck handle with it exactly. you when know, you're playing it out? I do a fair bit of fishbowling myself, but it's normally for um, efficiency. You know, how, how do I get set up as quickly as possible? Well, Assuming I mean, your I mean, opponent doesn't bother me, how do I get rolling? Right, wrong, and,
1: and some know? of the, some of that's also uh, with that, too. When I build a de- first deck, I'll go through assuming that, boy, you know, this deck is just going to click. I don't play it. I don't play an opponent, but I draw. I have my seven or eight resources, depending on my warlord. Have my seven or eight cards, mm-hmm. and I play it out as, as like how quickly, or you know, where does it stall, kind of thing. Assuming that I'm not losing these units, and assuming I'm not losing planets. Right. Yeah. But it's right. kind of like okay, by turn four, have I pretty much played everything out of my hand, so I'm not going to have anything listed in there, or mm-hmm. have I noticed that all of a sudden now, great, I've I've got five I've got five cost units a handful of 5 cost units, but I'm only getting 4 resources, so right. I'm getting, all of a sudden I'm getting choked out.
2: It's so. good for hand analysis, it's good to that, you know how, how good is this opener, right. where, is this, where is this, again assuming nothing weird on the other side of the table, how far, how far is this going to go, what can I expect? I'll, I'll even, do, I'll even
1: do the reverse scenario and say what is my worst possible draw, give myself that draw, and then go how quickly do I get out of it with this deck. Because of, okay, it's just kind of you know, yeah, so yeah. kinda, you know yeah, that, and it does does it work? It's it's, um, it, it's it's I think it does because that way it gives me confidence in the deck, and that's really where you you know the play testing and the hours and hours and hours that a player puts in on their deck. That's where I think some you know the fine tweaks can be because sometimes you can do everything right and still lose right. Uh, you know, I, I saw, that I saw, happens
0: to me almost <laughs> every time I lose. Con- yes. conquest
1: is the example. I played this That's exactly violent, right, and I still know. lost. Yeah. But, but you know, but but knowing that, okay, I've got the worst possible hand at the worst possible time, but I'm going to get out of this in, you know, two turns. Just I just got to survive for two turns, and then I'm right. I'm back to full gear. Yeah, and, and so and it's and it's
0: oftentimes and and, th- and I saw this, um, I've seen this every once in a while. It's like you have that bad hand, and you know you can get out of it, but. There's a clock ticking, and it's because there's three planets for the win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the opponent's side, uh, you know, for the opponent, or for you, for that matter, right? The, three, the first three planets are a win planet, and all of a sudden you have, you're looking at kind of a, a mediocre or bad hand, and you're like, I have to go all in on one of these mm-hmm. to interrupt the... To, to inter- get... And yeah. you have to, to pick one, and you have to, you know, and sometimes that's, that's some real pressure. That's where I make, I, I think that's where I make uh, a, probably the greatest share of my mistakes. Okay, if I'm gonna win one planet of these three to break up the three wins and push, maybe it t- maybe it push gets pushed to five, if I'm lucky it gets pushed to five. Which one of these three do I break? Which mm-hmm. one of these three? And that's where I can make my mistake. That's where I feel I make. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a red, green, a green, and a green. And I pull a single green to, to challenge and it ends up being that five is the win on red after mm-hmm. anything and, coming through yeah you know so i put all my all my efforts into red green or i put all my efforts into securing the uh, stalling the stalling the victory for my opponent and and i end up creating it for him because i, I stalled it in the wrong way hmm. so
2: I, now you say that i definitely say my one of my most common failing that i work around is um, that whole deal of i have to the games going fairly well i have to give away a planet I feel like I have to. That's that's not critical, you know. This this one doesn't seem critical. Right. I need to focus on this other stuff. And I'll, I'll more than half the time I'll give away the wrong planet, yeah. just the, just the wrong yeah. place for for, yeah. for units to come back from that to then go to somewhere else and go oh, crap. yeah. You know, normally based on initiative, that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. If, I'm off, if I'm off initiative, I'm, if I'm on initiative on my side of so it's, it's not a particularly strong board. I, I find I don't push. A particular planet well enough.
0: Yeah. And it then yeah. turns
2: into all the other guys' units come back to his side. Which means they all go to somewhere else. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah so yeah, so yeah. And,
0: and I don't know if you guys remember but the Gorzod pack, the third one in the planet fall cycle, has this go faster. Goes faster, mm-hmm. go faster. Yeah, go where, mm-hmm. where 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 there's benefits for your opponent having initiative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you get something if your opponent has initiative at that planet, so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see uh, it's uh, Goes faster. Just the keyword itself seems like it's an orc specific. Oh yeah, yes, trait, is, right? yeah, right. So
1: red ones does go faster. It, mm-hmm.
0: Does it happen? Does it bleed into other factions a little bit? Right. Be, is it there's an astra militarum nut equivalent. job that, g- <laughs> yeah. that goes faster or just mechanically right? something similar which yeah. is someone else it's an interesting
2: call because obviously initiative is can be absolutely the kicker of a fight mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're programmed right. to think I have initiative ergo this fight should probably go quite well because I can do this 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 right. Right. so it's, it's, a, it's a classic FFG of nope Forget the idea. Let's let's break that. You know. So when result.
1: you have initiative sitting across from an orc player and they start smiling, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 be warned. Well, you know, and, and it's been discussed, and it's
0: been discussed quite a bit, that especially with brutal players, especially with Nasdrag. Uh, you know, if you have, you don't want initiative. If you have the enraged orc with zero five, mm-hmm. you don't want to have to attack with a zero. Unless you can attack I'll, with the I'll void pirate, yeah. Here, I'll attack for pirate. zero, and that's what you, sp- zero, you, that's you know, get yeah. to smile
1: yeah. at like, "Yeah, yeah that's it, right."
0: But then they attack the void pirate, and you're still yeah, you're not, attacking. But the no. Yeah, but but you know, but, you know <laughs> say yeah, yeah. Point made. So so sometimes you, as the orc player, you don't want initiative, and that the goes faster actually reinforces that to some extent. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how that changes things and. And uh, how how people maybe bleed the Ghost Faster keywords into uh, ally into their allies, you know? Yeah, we
2: are supposed but to get more ally stuff. That's right. So it could it could make its way thematically into other factions that kind of way, you know? Yeah. By well, more, or
0: more I, more mean, like. I mean, it be well, well, just, just the using that Ghost Faster orcs yeah. In, in yeah, right. or mechanics. the or the the
1: just the mechanic of my. Faction now has an ability that happens when my opponent has initiative. That's, I can see Astra Militarum getting, you know, units getting ranged when your opponent has initiative. Can you imagine that? Yeah. yeah. Because they're dug in. It's a bit. Right. It's a bit of a hard counter, but yeah, yeah. that's. You know, uh, well, yeah. well, I'm just, you am know, just well, no, just throwing yeah. it out there, Brad. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but or, or or your Space Marines. Um, you know being able being able to
0: I don't think space marines can get much stronger. <laughs> no, no they can. not whatever I think about space marines I go I you know barbarous veteran barbarous bar, bar, yeah. bar, bar whatever his name is. Pretty you know the, yeah. um, he does the he does the attacks on the Zine, on the on Xenos, right? So right. He doesn't mm-hmm. hit Astra Militarum um, space marine or Chaos. Mm-hmm. But being that K- Space Marine and Chaos are some of the top decks. I don't think you're going to see him very often, right? So it's kind of a weird like here's a kind of a weaker <laughs> Space Marine unit. Who later later on today me. we're
1: going to be we're going to be videotaping some uh oh, okay, some decks and right. I've got a deck Good. for Tobin. All
0: <laughs> right. Well, I was say, that has <laughs> veteran brother. <laughs> he, he also is a
2: hard nid counter.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. If you turn it oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. strong true. in your you he's yeah, strong in your own
2: meta he is rough. And that's he's true. not bad as it is. He's he, he you know
0: and that's the point, girl. Nits <laughs> can't be strong in any meta yet. It's true enough. They're just, true to they're it just it uh, I mean, they're strong in this three-person meta because <laughs> two of us have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: You know. Exactly. But
0: yeah. one thing I wanted to talk about was, because uh, we have played... So so I've, I've been playing Swarmlord. I was almost mm-hmm. playing Swarmlord exclusively. So I, I put together a one-eye deck, and I, I assembled it, and I think I played it live once, maybe twice. For those of you who have been watching our videos... Uh, you might have seen uh, one eye, a couple one eye games, but then I played it on Octagon. Um, somewhere in there, I can't remember if it was before or after the live games, but I played it on Octagon and it, I was feeling weak. It was a three planet win, and then and then, but if if somebody gets the somebody gets one of those two, it was going to go to like five, six, five or six. So it ended up going to five or six once we revealed, but I. There was nothing. I had nothing for one. I had nothing for two. I was, I was committing a couple of guys there, but then I put my stand at three, and I don't know what it was, and I can I can't remember unfortunately, but he couldn't win another planet. My opponent didn't win another planet. Yeah, like at all ever it was insane i was old one eye because oh that's what it was i had lurking hermegaunts and i had regeneration on a lurking (laughs) hermagon. so i was i was taking the opportunities to bloody one like i put two on one eye and i took put four on one eye and he'd i'd I'd attack with him so then he would ready take two off and but the lurking hermagon never died i had a pyrovor out it was like oh a shrieking harpy i had also a harpy at, at a planet, that's a right. Yeah, I've got so you like, like boom, I mean, yeah. and they exhaust everybody because the but but the Every, all non elites, all non elites. Oh, that's not a good. And okay. but, <laughs> also, but also, it has to be at an infested planet, which is the mistake I made in a live game against Mark. It has to be if it's an infested planet, then everybody exhausts.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the trigger. And I race.
0: played it once against Mark, thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to keep him off me. And it was, the, but the planet wasn't infested. I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but on Octagon, it was. I think Octagon was one of the early games with one eye because it was impressive. I, I felt I was behind the eighth ball. Right. I was just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And then Nids is really going to be a long four, five, four. and then and then at six, he's like, okay, I got nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I really think NIDS, the NIDs decks are going to be a long game strategy. You know, you you might you might not you might lightly contest Planet One. You might you might even lightly compete contest Planet Two. They're setting up they're setting up, and all of a sudden you're going to come in, and they're sitting there with two units, yeah. three units, yeah. two three threes at yeah. a planet waiting for
0: you to come yeah. in. Oh, and, and, oh boy! And, and here's the interesting part that it just occurred to me. So, if NIDs becomes strong, what's what's the the resultant um, reaction in the, in the meta for for a local meta. So if so you have a local meta where nids become strong, orcs all of a sudden become more viable because orcs are tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark Dunlap the the storm, kicked yeah. my arse like mm-hmm. huge. Like I had no chance against him. I was playing World One Eye, and I'm like, wow, this is a really shitty matchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, I mean, well, uh, obvious stuff like, you know, you guys are saying, this is what we're going to get into. Before we mention that, because I haven't obvi- obviously actually played them myself yet. Right. So, it's, what are the big parts about how the turn is turning out? You, you'd assume, you'd assume in some ways they might have a good early game, because they have the two sort of Warlord trick. They can focus and mess around and play like that. But from what you're saying there, are they in some, are they in some ways a little more slow burn? They gently encroach in and build up to a, a bigger mid-game kind of thing? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't think they can be super aggro, because you're starting with six.
2: Of course, You're starting with 6, you're
0: down a card and resource But you have that unit in play But that unit isn't necessarily, unless it's Savage Warrior Prime It's not necessarily the most Savage Warrior In the game, right? Mm. So, um, I've been playing With That's what I've been testing, like Old One Eye I've tested with Savage Warrior Prime And with the uh, Zoanthrope that does Mm. 2 damage The Zoanthrope Is really Pretty cool
2: yeah, I, I love he. The infests, that.
0: He, he yeah. does a damage. He infests a planet. He doesn't even need to. There doesn't have to be combat, but yeah. he can go down and just fire spit at a yeah. player and then. Reminds, leave, reminds me spit having the player and leave, Zarifer and the play, and
2: and the Gleeful um, played these kind of tricks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just like yeah, picking, yeah, yeah. Picking yeah, yeah, units yeah, yeah. out, you know? and if
0: you happen to get that planet infested, then it's two and yeah. I leave. Yeah. It's yeah. two and I leave, yeah. and and two turns later, your four four is dead. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and you know, people were talking about. Uh, some folks at Gen Con mentioned the the stalking Lictor, yeah, the two, two, two command, command icons. That's a <laughs> command icon, snipe, command snipe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. I haven't played with him yet. He seems um, to be the but I, I
2: don't have any other plan guy. But two command icons is never bad. Yeah, you know? getting yeah. Get,
0: sniping command from yeah. somebody. Right? Mm-hmm. How often do you have? Uh, how often do you have uh, an opponent with a two hammer lead? Yeah. Right, usually it's a one hammer lead, so you can flip that. Mm-hmm. If it, if nothing else, you can get a push out. Of. I
1: think I think he's a, he's a definite little change of a play style because again, the Savage Warrior Prime, you're sending him there. We're going to have combat. Yep, I've got a combat yep. monster. You know, the Stalking Lictor, It's like, oh, I get yep. command here, and then you pull them back, and they're like, oh, and I'm going to get command here, and pull them back, or yep. I'm going to cancel cancel your resources, your resource gain from this planet here. Yep. Yeah. Kind of, and if thing, there's so. if there's some
0: if there's some mm-hmm. battle abilities. You know that that you really want to trigger multiple times. Having that Savage Warrior Prime is huge, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I've taken advantage of that. I've triggered Taurus if you can control four fewer units than your opponent, gain three credits. Oh yeah. So geez. I've triggered that Different with Savage Warrior Prime. There was a there was a time when I triggered that. I think three times in three turns, and that wasn't even the first planet. Right. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden you're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like yes, Money I won't. have all, now. I have all the resources. Yeah, and I you, think you, I took resources twice and cards once. So, it was insane, right? You just, that Savage Warrior Prime, you get to trigger that battle ability. So, so, well, assuming you win. So, as a,
2: as a complete off the fly comment, in some ways, the sign up creatures could be looked at what kind of, of a warlord do I want to slightly emulate? Because, like that, the, the Prime seems to be a little bit Kato. I can push the fights and I can get the resources from these tricks here. The Zorinthrope, like I say, to me, feels a little bit like the Zarathur one or On or, um, or Sheep. Mm. Here is an annoying unit over here. Bang. You know, yeah. I'm going to go and kill yeah. that and run away. You well, know. you know,
0: Stalking Lictor's Command. Savage Warrior Prime is, is combat with a batter ability. Yeah. Grand Gravit, the Gravit Turvagon, he's a termagant. He's basically a big mom, yeah, basically a big repro- reproducer, right? Yeah. Uh, is a 0-4. So sh- that, is, that unit is, uh, is susceptible to getting killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the Volanthrope Polluter, which uh, does the movement and the Blazing uh, Zoanthrope. Uh, the only one I haven't played with is Stalking Lictor. The f- the two that are the two that are most interesting to me are Savage Warrior Prime, which is the two five triggering the battle, and then Blazing Zoanthrope, which is the one four that does the damage at a, at a planet. So, base. Stalking Lictor is good too, but I haven't played with it yet.
2: Mm. So again, not not having hit these guys yet. So is the what's the um, cost spread like on turnips? Are you seeing a lot of sp- outside of the Swarm Lord and stuff? Are you seeing a lot of smaller units, or are we, is no. it, is, it, no? is it a, a good
1: the 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 low cost units are, are pretty fragile, or it seems like you know you're putting them out like the spore colony, you know you you ha- you have those out to do what, do a damage at a planet and infest the planet kind right. of thing. Yeah, it very important. <coughs> yeah. yeah, and those and those are even two costs. Uh, so it it seems like right in the wheelhouse of. Three, four resource that's where you're going to start getting your combat units
2: out. Okay. So we talked about, like, you know, what, what do you do if tyrannies are in your meta? One of the first calls there, but at least in the case of the um, Swarm Lord and the Gravid Turbigon Turb- 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 there, is Calamity. Yeah. You know, calamity is a, is a thought there, first of all. Do you, do you stop one of those, one or two of those, just in case? Um, obviously, the more more unclear board wipes proper, like Warp Storm, like Exterminatus. It sounds like, if you're right about the mid game stuff, that Exterminatus gets much more interesting. Since so the Tyranids might be more pl- planning a planet a little further on, which yeah. is easy, much much easier to land land the kill with that, you know.
1: I, I think so. I, th- I think the. Uh, I'm only talking as a player who, who right now is, ha- I have a thousand percent batting average with, uh, with but That's only because I've either beat Tobin once, or I you know, I beat to- I've beat Tobin once, or I've always beat myself. So yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really.
0: Well, you know. it's... Beating yourself is a way to go. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm um, good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would say, I would say the curve actually is pretty reflective of the rest of the factions. Mm-hmm. There's a Ripper Swarm, which is zero, but it's limited. It's a one, one, one command icon, mm-hmm. right? There's a, f- a few ones, but not many. I don't know if they're actually... Yeah, the Hunter Gargoyles, they're fragile. It's a 2-1, but they can move somewhere. Right. You've got the Venom throw up, which is a zero two, but it can infest planets it's, it's a pirate void pi- void pirate mm-hmm. um road tra- like, like like trader dude. combination. Yeah. Spore Sacks. But yeah, it's it's in the especially when old one eye, Lurking King Homer got three one. Tyranid warrior, he's a three to co- three to play, right? So it's three where you start getting to your to your combat. System. Right,
1: the power of war is a is a three three for three, I think. Yep, oh, sure, uh, nice and idea. and then when it leaves play, does three damage. Oh, so it's, a, so it's an exp- <laughs> when it when it dies <laughs> by yeah. an attack, it's an
2: exploding carnival packet. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <And> so yeah. <laughs> that's that's you know, nice.
1: That one yeah. that one is kind of like when that hits the table, the players got kind of go all right. How how much do I actually want to lose to that thing? Right. Kablam, and
0: uh, and you uh, can it can be gotten rid of because it's only it only triggers when it dies by attack. Right. So there are ways but but there aren't very many of them where you can say, Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, just now. just blow it away. Remove, right.
2: move all things right. like that. Yeah. Movement. Yeah, totally. But um so, Well okay, but harder. I mean obviously looking at the curve there, in terms of what you've seen played, are most people following the I mean a turn more of a lot, slightly larger
0: unit focus than smaller stuff? In terms of what you guys have played out? Well uh, like I don't think I've ever I've played anybody where they're playing tyrannites. Mm-hmm. Than you, mm-hmm. yeah. And you we were just playing with what we've got, yeah. So, and you tend well, to be, I a, you know, I played two. I've, I'm convinced I like the shrieking harpy more than burning Tri- trigon. Mm-hmm. Shrieking harpy. I, I had oh. one of each in my plan I had one of each. The burning trigon is the ten cost that reduces with each shermangan token in, that you have in play, mm-hmm. or that you have in a particular planet. But the shrieking harpy is, well, exhaust everything. is in <laughs> <one. laughs> insane. Yeah. So yeah. I've had the Burrowing trigon mm-hmm. in play like three or four times. He's never attacked. <laughs> He's never attacked. He always gets destroyed or is exhausted. Because that's one problem I I I I have had is that I end up with a lot of my units back at HQ. No one wants to take on the Nids when I'm when I clearly have the victory. No one wants to get into combat with me, right?
2: So that, immediately that says doom because you're probably going to be outnumbering them. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, but these are all these are not things you particularly tech for Tyrannite. They're all good cards anyway, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. int- I guess we'll have to see where things roll before we make a before we say anything else. Before we before we set the record straight and decide how this could be done. Right. You know, right, right in a, in, exactly. a, in an absolute manner. You know? Well, <laughs> well, you have to get released, everybody's gotta
0: get some play
1: experience. You know.
0: So so moving on to something else, a little bit of lore. I just finished reading the first book in the Horace Heresy series, which apparently is and I looked it up, something like thirty four books are in the Horace yep. Heresy series, right? And they're not necessarily following a, a timeline from zero to 34 <laughs> where it's, you know, it's moving. Yeah. They kind of jump around in, in, in time there. But I finished the first one, which was written by Dan Abbott. It's called Horus Rising. Indeed. And it was a little bit scattered. I was patient with it because I knew it was trying to establish, you know, the beginnings of all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was a little bit scattered in terms of character, but it, it, you started getting Horus made it. Eventually, made an appearance, and uh, it's very interesting because um, before, you know, as as a as a person who's sitting at forty k reading God's Ghost and then encountering chaos, I'm like, how the f- can Horus betray it? That doesn't make any sense. Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. right? But three hundred pages into this book, I'm like, okay, I can see it. And not
2: only can you see it, you can rationalize it from Horace's position Which is why the writing is amazing It's it's, it's a beautiful creep You you can
0: really start seeing How He says we need to do it differently Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily That he's heretical For chaos At least at this point in, in, In my story My experience with the story is He's heretical against the emperor
2: yeah, he's, right. he's,
0: he's saying there is. Can we not consider another way to do things? Yeah, he's, he's making a moderate yours.
2: position. He's, he's choosing the moderate position, and that's the that's kind of the problem as far as that. Certainly, later Imperium. The point is, later in Imperium, there is no moderate position. There is for us or against us, and that's it. Right. And that's and that's partly a reaction to the idea that when someone, in some ways, when a group went, well, hold on, this isn't necessarily exactly how we could do this. They questioned. Mm-hmm. Now, th- there's a great question: Is the questioning the reason he fell to chaos, or is he fell to chaos the reasoning for the questioning a bit of both but interesting interesting point and brings up the idea that the Imperium is the hardline fascist state that it is now which is yeah. no we do things this way because you know because, because. This is, because this is, <laughs> well because this is the problem we face we have this corruptive influence technically a, a shadow's breath away from us in the warp and the moment you start to think you start to go against our ways as far as we're concerned they can come on in that's that's the viewpoint they have and that's Right, it's, yeah.
0: it's like it's it's an because ext- I couldn't help but see parallels with Star Wars, right? The, the dark side, the light side. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and what? I, but what I saw was instead of the dark side, like you have to basically just get angry, right? And angry doesn't necessarily serve chaos. <laughs> Angerly, but, angrily but, but <laughs> chaos, chaos. At least to me, when you comp- when you look at the two, chaos seems to be more at a viral point. At a, 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 mm. it's slow growing. Right? Cor- corruptive. It's, it's corruptive, uh, and and invasive. In a more, in a deeper but slower level than the dark side in the Star Wars universe.
2: Is a related point. How how amazingly creepy is the Samus chapters? The what? Set of, the, the Samus chapters, a set of scenes where the guy is slowly turning. They go to the, they
0: go to no, 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 I haven't seen those yet. You, you, not, no. not, that's no, not, that's not, not there yet. You're not finished, Horus? That's fall- no, I have.
2: Yeah, It's um, it's um, in, in Horus Rising where the guys, when they go to the planet and they start hearing the whispers in the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great because it's it's totally nonspecific to Chaos. It's nothing. If you've read the lore, you've never heard of this guy. He's some early Chaos demon prince or something. And you realize that there's, a, there's a, a population on the planet that is, as they refer to it, sorry, rewind. At this point in time, the Imperium is completely... What do you call Non-secular. It, it, it's the, the emperors refused worship of him as a deity, despite being right. He says, to "Don't, in, no, don't, don't do worship this. me as a god." Yeah, this this is this is the cause of all our pro- of humanity's problems. Don't do this kind of thing. That's the right. the upper extreme, you know. And he's like, no don't we, we should be completely sensible, scientifically minded people. Everything we encounter that's weird can be explained in some way, you know. And they go to this, they, they invade this planet where they read they're, they're um, unifying, they're taking back the humanity that's been scattered. You know, and the force of be unifying, and so they go to this planet. People start fighting back against them, and there's a continent on the planet that's full of what they would look as like backward savages. You know, these people who believe these crazy things. They they worship spirits of air and and the sky and this kind of thing and all this crazy stuff. And so they go into this place, and as they're approaching, they start hearing weird voices on the radio. But remember, these are the people who believe there is nothing supernatural. There can be nothing supernatural, right. And they're all like. We're hearing funky voice in the thing. What is this? And one of the marines is all like, you know, check your equipment, down It's it's fine. You know, don't, don't be ridiculous. Right. And then, and they go to the planet and one of the one of the space marines basically loses it completely. Yeah. He starts killing yeah. his killing his um, friends, which is technically the first time that's been recorded. So he's, he's cutting through, hacking through a memory zone squad. They 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 you know they basically give in. The major one of the major characters we one of the captains, like like crying essentially kills him. Yeah. Except he's not dead, and he shifts and turns into a, a, a demon host. He tears tears apart and comes to this full. Well, I, and I, like I had
0: pictures of Kugoth I had pictures of that's in my head as he transforms. Like he, yeah. he, he gets possessed mm. and becomes a Chaos Space Marine for all yeah. intents and purposes. Yeah, right? but well, actually, possessed and Marine from the a possessed Marines, right? Yeah. So he becomes a possessed Marine. So then he becomes becomes possessed. Mm. They they terminate him, and then he becomes this big globular thing. Demon so thing, he yeah. like he like, so in my head, I'm watch I'm seeing Kugath. Oh, run around.
2: Yeah, and right? he just tears and through a whole ton of yeah, them. Yeah. You know, and, and they're all like, wrecks more havoc. completely... How can this how can how can you resolve that? There is no there is no you know, the scientific minds are all Okay, explain that (laughs) (laughs) you know kind of thing. And that's kinda the point. And it gets into the whole idea that the emperor is aware of the warp and aware of what psychos can be. And the idea that he um, this is as far as he can just another another scientific problem. It's a weird part of the world, it's not part of our existence, it's out elsewhere. And it gets into the whole idea that he he retreats to he's retreated to Earth and moved away from the crusade to Apply his mind to combating this. He's realised it's the greatest danger we're facing. Which, to be fair, he's about right. You know, it's correct. But it's it's uh, in, you know the, then you've got the sense of betrayal from the various leaders. We should mention. I mean, you know you haven't gone into the characters. One of the circle of, um, of captains who you spend a lot of time focusing on is Abaddon, right? As in Abaddon the Spoiler. The barring Horus, the most destructive single individual in the history of the Imperium. Oh, is that right? He is. He is the head of the Black Crusade. He comes. He is still hanging around right now, constantly slaughtering people when Chaos Marines attack from the Eye Eye of Terror. Abaddon the Sporthy is one of the least oh, cool. pleasant people in history. Cool. And, you <laughs> you see, see, and I didn't know that. See, yeah, exactly. That. Clue. I, it's
0: it's they're part of the Mourneval, the yeah. m- this advising council that's, that advises Horus. Mm-hmm. So there's these four marines. I'll bring you the book. Return yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but I'll bring yeah. it back. Well,
2: that's the other fun bit you mentions there is there's, no, there's none of the chapter structure. Any of the stuff you've seen we were talking about recently doesn't exist. And that's kind of what they're getting at is um, the idea that the Mourneval here is this political body within the, the, the legion <laughs> that is off the normal command structure. It's all formed of various um, uh, captains, but only a certain chosen there's group. Only, and there's only four of them. Yeah. But
0: but the legions exist, yes. right? So the legions exist, and there's there's legion structure. And we talked about that before, so I was a little bit familiar with okay, legions. Is the yeah, yeah, These are the and, original, and original. And there's traits the to region. each legion, like each legion has a kind of trait, and there's a little inner, you know, inner legion rivalries going on now, <laughs> and, Plenty. and uh, so. But it was interesting because. You get little bits and pieces and you're like, Okay, I wonder how that grows in the next ten thousand years. I know mm. I wonder how that progresses. Right? Oh okay, I wonder how that progresses. So they don't have the my library doesn't have the next book and I've gotta read other things because I've been reading so much Warhammer lately, but I'm gonna get to that number two book. I'm gonna and I'm gonna I think at least my plan is, I'm just gonna keep reading until I'm bored. <laughs>
2: I, would, I would be interested to see what you so. make of the second one because um, say something like, no one near as impressed as I was with the first right Abner is so again I'm gonna say this one out loud this is one of the things that's not confirmed Abner is ghostwriting the whole horror series set he's written occasional books in it himself well he's
0: not ghostwriting it yeah. he's not ghostwriting it he's yeah. he's doing the plot structure he's it direct, happens, directing it it, yeah. it happens a lot in comic books as well so yeah. there's a in in comic book for the bigger stories they have a group that collaborates in terms of like, okay, what are we gonna have these things do? But one person is largely in charge of, okay, we're gonna get from point A to point B and these things have to happen at these particular times and then he delegates to certain writers to have those things happen. So I that's I, I I'm not at all surprised. And I think Abnett Abnet has confirmed that in one way or another that th- he's in charge of, okay, we may need this plot point, this plot point, this plot point, this plot point, All have to hit here, mm-hmm. we have to come around this, this particular direction, and then we leave it up to each individual writer to, to come up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And the specifics, you know, the writing, the yeah, actual words the page. Yeah. Um, but,
2: yeah, um, the second one I was not as impressed by. It was not Abnett ad- himself, and it's one of my less favorite 40K writers, and he produces exactly what I expected. Some people are quite happy with it. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's nowhere near as interesting as the horror rising one. What but, if, but
0: if but if if my my stance is this, it's it's an attractive enough universe and it's a compelling enough story that is if it isn't bad, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to read the next one. If, the, if yeah. you know, I'll, if let, you read, I'll let you read. I'll let you read it in the side. If, the, if <laughs> no, number yeah. two is okay. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I read number three. Maybe I don't read number three for a while.
2: The recommendations we we'll make is there's a lot of horror series. Like you said, there's thirty odd on novels and on right, 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 it's a crazy amount. So that might be a bit much, even even for yourself to get into when you don't even you're not even that familiar with the current version of the plot, let alone the origin right. story that right. horror series is. What I would do is pick out um, a couple of good ones, and again, most of the Abnett novels. Um, there's Prospero Burns, which looks at the Space Wolves and the, to a degree, the um, Word Bearers. Forget right? Right. Which is where um, Araman and the Thousand Sons, Thousand Sons, sorry, yeah, the 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 the, the magic sorcery using Marines from the Chaos side comes from. Right. That's what Zarafer is part of. Those guys. I recommend that because it gives you a good view at the um, at the uh, Thousand Suns, eventually, and it has a fantastic look at what the Space Wolves are about.
0: Right. Well, my my tentative plan is to because they've said I looked at some wikis and they said okay the first three form a trilogy, and so there's a couple of ones that they identify as forming duology or trilogies, Mm -hmm. and then I'll read the so I my my guess is my plan right now is to read those kind of sets of stories Mm -hmm. within the, the. progression, mm. and, and Abnett's stuff. That's probably
2: not a bad plan at all. Yeah. So but yeah, but The nice thing is, for anyone listening, if you just want to pick up some good books about 40k that also will help you get a better feel of the setting, say in The Space Wolf, Prospero, Burns 1, um, Legion is probably one of the best 40k novels written, and it's focused on the Alpha Legion, which is kind of cool because we knew nothing about them until Abnett came up with it. Basically, the whole point was they were mysterious. So right. he, he, he basically created their background from scratch. Nice. And, the, and the Alpha Legion is currently one of the major Chaos Legions, It was originally one of the traitor... One, one of the um, regional legions, but their, their story is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. And there's another one. And I'm sure someone can tell me what this, one is, And it's the one with the Ultramarines, and um, and Robo which I, I can't recommend enough. That's a great. If you want to know how, how the, what the Ultramarines are about, in um, from from this early idea. You want to look at Kato and get a feel of what he's all about. This novel is a fantastic look at it. There's there's a nice little set of snapshots. They he he wanted to establish clearly wanted to establish the character of each of these legions really well. And Horus Rising does it with the um, the sons of Horus, the lunar wolves that become the sons of Horus. They become the I um, think they're still called the sons of Horus now, the most recent version. The Black Legion, ah, the Black okay. Legion. And that's where Abaddon's from. Um, I think you've, I think we've seen one or two cards of that hanging around. But well, the
1: Heldrake, Black Legion Heldrake?
2: Yes, okay. yeah, exactly. So yeah, Black Legion Heldrake. Yeah, those are the main guys who come mar- now come marauding after the Eye of Terra, attacking Cardia <coughs> and causing problems all the time. But yeah, but it's 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 interesting to, to see the the point of someone who hasn't doesn't have all the the, the, the previous setting in law because the point of the Horus Rising book is you're all I know 40k and you go back in and go wait none of this makes sense <laughs> you know, this, this is the wait a second what wait what you know kind of stuff you know the, the whole thing everyone's like chaos what's this chaos stuff you're talking about yeah. you know yeah. they, they don't know what it is they don't, they don't know, know. Yeah, they, yeah there
0: was a bit of there was a bit of fun I, I really enjoyed those when they when. I think it was Sarus, was the name of the guy that was speaking in there. Samus, yeah. Samus is here. Yeah, Samus is here. He's yeah. yeah. yeah, oh, right. He right next to you. Wonderfully just creepy. Wow. Wonderfully creepy. Really very, creepy. very
2: carefully pitched. If you, if you were to make a film of this, it would be the great moment of, like, okay, that's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really is making me uncomfortable. Um, you know, And, and he, he spins it out just the right length of time, too. It's not too quick, and it's just long enough to go, this
0: is going to go bad. It's still going to go bad, isn't it? When's it going to happen? You know. Um, one thing we wanted to do is uh, we've been posting these videos we've got some guys down in Parker uh, Kyle, he he started recording some of the videos for us and we've started to put some of those up as well I like doing the videos they're secondary to the podcast of course uh, but we can pump those out uh, a little bit easier because we have more opportunities to record more games so if any of you would like to see a particular matchup uh, I, I do notice I do notice that the NIDS games get more views (laughs) than the non-NIDS games because people want to know what NIDS are, right? And everybody knows. So that's kind of cool. Eventually, we will get somebody commentating on these things that isn't me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's another one. If you... You you, you know, so... if listeners would like the three of us to sit there and do our best, well, here we are today, Bob, over over some game. Then we should do that. Oh, yeah, please yeah, tell yeah, us. Yeah, tell yeah. us. I would know. love that. I, yeah. oh. I
1: got. I got. am going to be. I'll be the Madden. I'll be John Madden <laughs> of our of our. Uh, so the first thing we
2: got to do here Monday Night sure Football get, cast. First, first thing you got to do is get the units on the planet. <laughs> yeah. you know? I got to say, Tobin,
1: the one who wins a planet is probably the one who's going mm-hmm. to win the game. The game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to
0: stake on that. You know? The yeah. one who gets the three icons mm-hmm. first, they're going to be the winner. And you know you need to play cards to play the game. If you don't play cards you don't win. (laughs) That's mad for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we
2: love you, John. Yeah. Madden, Madden 40K. Don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Madden It'll 40K? Madden 40K. Well, you know, it's like, it's oh, like, Madden 40K. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, Madden, gotcha. Yeah, 40,000 yeah. years in the future, still going. <laughs> okay. no, he's, he's, he's there with the fully cybernetic and Madden the Madden support system that going, just came you, know, out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, Madden 40K. So to invade the planet, <laughs> you've got to first have soldiers. <laughs> he, no, but <laughs>
0: he has the red eyes. Yeah, exactly.
2: He's wearing the, the Golden Throne Equipment.
0: <laughs> 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 All kinds of things <laughs> connecting to his body, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just creepy. <laughs>
1: well, i, I got to admit, when I, when I read those stories and I, and I hear about how integrated things are, like, like uh, captain of the, captains of the big space... big space cruisers you know the warships and everything you know they're basically a part of the ship yeah Yeah. Yeah. and the whole just how they're tied in and all the servitors and, and which
0: novel is it there's one I'm
2: thinking of where you mentioned it's one of the um, Gaunt's Ghost one where the the commander is liter- is integrated into the throne, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's phys- yeah, he's physically yeah. wired in the whole yeah, thing. he's uh, feeling third or
1: fourth. He's feeling, one? he's feeling the pain when the ship gets hit. Yeah, 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 yeah man, that is yeah. such a. Yeah. That, me that was such it. a, it was, a, a and, thing yeah. in my mind's eye. Just mm-hmm. seeing that is like wow. And and, 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 and that's right so- out of. Uh, Geiger and, and yeah. all of his artwork.
2: 40K is good at body horror. Yeah. Well, the you know, the, it's, well, the, uh, the thing that you
0: know. keeps coming back to me is as I'm reading, you know, the Space Marine stuff. As I'm reading Horus Heresy, as I was reading uh, Eisenhorn, I haven't read Ravener yet, but Eisenhorn, I keep thinking, I w- I think I want to go back and read the Gaunt's Ghost stuff. I mean, it's it, it, those those books were so good, and frankly. To me, they were so much better than the other stuff. I mean, there's for other for other reasons entirely, right? Mm-hmm. It's comparing in apples and oranges. But the Gaunt's Ghost stuff, man, holy moly! Eisenhorn was good. Don't get me I, wrong. I really liked Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn was good. I, mean, I didn't like them but both, but the idea different. that you can have these people going into combat and people die. I mean, Gaunt's Ghosts, a, char- a a beloved character dies. What? Third book? Second book? Is what oh, happens
2: when it starts. Yeah. Like, help, help. You've gone through the whole set. I've right? gone through the whole set, because but I don't want to can, say any names because yeah. no, I don't want to ruin it. Well, but
0: you, you the can, third, that third, that that one character. You know the character I'm talking about, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: He dies, like book end of book two, end of book three, and you're like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> same, this, you can't <laughs> do. And then all of a sudden, everything is game, right? And then <laughs> that that just raises the bar of tension yeah. for every line after that right?
2: there's, there's, a, there's a great sci-fi straight fantasy joke one of those ones and it, this is the, the 40k version which is Joss Whedon George R.R. Martin and Dan Abner walk into a bar and kill anyone you've ever loved <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is true yeah. <laughs> She's entire, it's, there it's, is, everyone dies <laughs> is a rule of the Gaunt's Ghost Universe <laughs> oh anyone God. can die you know, it's yeah.
0: just <laughs> yeah you know? and then, and then uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm I, I want to go back and read Gaunt's those Gaunt's
2: Ghost is good because it's great 40k it's great writing and it's great war film and when the three mm-hmm. of those come together, yep. it makes a. Yeah, I yeah. agree totally. It's what, it's, yeah. I haven't had a strong emotional response yeah. in the 40K stuff over than the Gaunt's Ghost ones. You know, yeah. the end of the novels, you're all. You got away yeah.
0: with it again. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. You know. and, and so, you know, the Space Marine stuff is cool and fun, but reading about a, a warmongering, a, a, a machine built for war with mm. four hearts or six hearts or whatever it is, right? The space. Yeah. Two. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, two hearts, and they have all this other stuff going on in their bodies. You know, they're they're just a, a Terminator. I mm-hmm. think of Arno Schwarzenegger and Terminator just going through and just, oh yeah, and I heal. Oh yeah, you shoot me three times, oh, I heal. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, that, that's kind of the picture I'm drawing uh, as I watch these scenes. It's fun, it's cool, but uh, God's Ghost just resonates a little bit more. You because connect, you connect people. much better. Yeah. yeah.
2: You connect so much me. more easily. Band of
0: brothers in space, that's why it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, one thing I wanted to talk about that I did do at Gen Con, and I don't know if, I don't think I played with you, but this, uh, I got Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born, which is a pretty cool uh, card game from Plat Hat Games. Uh, oh. it's, it's, it's fun. Nice new one. It's fun. I, you should always play Conquest, but Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born is another a flavor of game. Very beautiful art. Same artist that does Dead of Winter, that did Oh, of Winter really? Games. Oh, wow. Uh, magical. It's very cool. Uh, so are I we, wanted to give a sh- shout out. To I was going to say, are two. we going to
2: start doing a board game con of our own here? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, I can. I, can start, that, I just wanted to give that I can shout start out. Carrying the really up. Neat. It's really
0: neat, <laughs> um, and it, it just goes to like I don't. I have. I've played the game. There's seven, um, Phoenix born in the game, which would be given to the Warlords. I think there's seven or eight, and I've played with. I've played in games with four of them. And, you know, we're playing cards. We don't know what the cards do, you know. <laughs> so they, they, that's what uh, that's what's great about playing some of this stuff. Like when you played the ferocious strength in our game <laughs> in, in Indianapolis, and all of a sudden you had Brutal, and you were just going to bloody my warlord in the next I had to read that time, twice before you played I played it. Like, like, is this? R- Wait, yeah, what? Is this you know, really you know, like, Holy moly. Like when you don't know what the cards do, that's when the game is like just... Yay! <laughs> uh, you just killed my guy in one swing. That's not fair, but that was really fun, you know. So I won't get a moment like that anymore. Everybody plays ferocious strength. Like, yeah, okay, okay, whatever, you know. I know you have ferocious strength. You're playing old one eye, but that's that's all. I, that's I, w- I wanted to say that that Ashes Rise of the Phoenixborn is a good enough card game that you can buy it. It's I, they have plans to make it expandable. But it's not going to be nearly as often as Conquest, yeah, or nearly yeah, as often as Conquest is supposed, supposed to, to be. be yeah.
2: Well, to be fair, any any game that gets we got seven expansions, we're about to have seven expansions is pretty good to be fair. So, yes, you know, yes, know, but, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's unusual. Well, point. in
0: terms of the timeline, I think yeah. I think they're planning for Ashes uh, to be a quarterly they release. an that's house kind I don't of, know how big it's going
2: to be. That's that. Plant House kind of deal to yeah. be fair. So yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so some announcements. We recently got some great news from uh, Gary, the owner of the Haunted Game Cafe. He's agreed to sponsor us, and, and specifically our line of videos, our gameplay videos. So thanks to Gary and the Haunted Game Cafe for doing that. It'll allow us to uh, put out and some, create some promotional items and various other things uh, for not only uh, us and this podcast, but for fans of the podcast and for players of the game that we come across in our travels. So thank you very much to Hana Game Cafe, and specifically Gary, for doing that. Uh, it's much appreciated, and we'll have more news about what those things are as those come up. And I think, I don't know that we have any tournaments. Worlds is obviously coming up, mm-hmm. so and hopefully we'll see the Great Devour here sometime soon.
2: Every, everyone, everyone else suddenly started to appear off the boat, so you never know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, <everything>, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> To, the, to those of you following I think we got three new um, Living Car Game expansions like yesterday at the cafe yes. oh wow it, it turned up like it was like oh hi <laughs> you guys all made it from Gen Condon you look at that you know so. great <laughs> so it's promising the, the Warp Shadow is growing <laughs> <laughs> they're nearly here they're nearly here you know Thanks to Team Covenant for hosting this Warcast and the Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback or questions for us, you can contact us at tracks at sectorwarcast at gmail.com. Via our Facebook page or Twitter at WC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC. Thanks for listening. The Emperor, the Emperor Protects. protects.
0: Should we say,
1: should we say playing with our nits? <laughs> our nads? I
0: mean, our nits. <laughs> no, 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 just stick with nits, nits, And nits. Playing with our nits. Where the fuck did you find <laughs> <laughs> this music? This is awesome. I'm like, yeah, baby.